Welcome to DCS Foster Parent Talks, a podcast production of the Tennessee Department of Children's Services. The intention of DCS Foster Parent Talks is to provide flexible training on a multitude of topics in an on-the-go format for foster parents. I'm Amanda Law, a coach and trainer at DCS, and I am your host for this edition. On today's edition of DCS Foster Parent Talks, I want to talk with you about praise. Praise seems like a simple idea, but when used effectively, praise can be a powerful positive parenting tool. Now, when I tell you that I want you to praise the children in your home, that may seem like an obvious statement, but I want to go beyond the idea of simple praise. I'm going to talk today about how praise can affect children in their behavior, how to use praise most effectively, and how often to praise. First, I'm going to share with you the results of a few studies on the effects of praise. There are a wealth of studies on praise dating back to the 1950s, but today we will focus on just a few studies conducted in more recent years. I want to note first that these findings are the results of praise with specific characteristics, not just any praise. After we discuss the research findings, we will discuss exactly how to praise in a way that is most likely to lead to positive outcomes for the children in your home. But first, I want to talk about the outcomes of praise with children. One positive effect of praise is that when praise is used effectively, it can help a child succeed in school and increase their motivation to learn. Research by Muller and Dweck from 2007 showed that praising children for being smart or intelligent, this is called ability praise, led to those children choosing easy tasks in an effort to be certain of success, while children who were praised for working hard, this is called effort praise, chose more challenging tasks that required more effort and had more opportunity for learning. This research also showed that the children who were praised for their ability, or simply told they were smart, after failing at a task would perform even worse the next time on a similar task. However, the children who were praised for their effort, or told that they worked hard, after failing at a task would have improved performance the next time on a similar task. Another study by Gunderson and all from 2018 showed similar results. Children who were praised for effort were more likely to be motivated to learn and showed greater desire to learn with a focus on increasing their understanding rather than a focus on success with a fear of failure. Praise is also a key component to effective parenting programs. Letgen, Patty, and all in 2018 compared 398 children whose parents had been through parenting programs. They looked at all the parenting tools used across the programs, 27 in total, looked at the effectiveness of the program based on parent and teacher ratings of the child's behavior before and after the program, and also looked at which tools were linked with success. What they found is that praise and nonviolent discipline were the two most effective tools from all the trials and programs at changing a child's day-to-day behavior. Praise can even potentially grow gray matter in the brains of children. A study by Matsudera and all in 2016 showed that children whose parents used praise and had a positive attitude about the use of praise with their children had higher gray matter volume in the left posterior insular cortex of the brain. This is the area of the brain that is associated with empathy, hearing, and has strong connections to emotional regulation. Using praise with children can even be positive for parents. 
One study by Kohlhoff and all in 2016 studied a group of parents whose children had been referred to a mental health professional for treatment due to behavior concerns. Parents who used positive parenting and labeled praise with their children displayed lower levels of depressive symptoms. So now that we know how meaningful praise can be for children and the importance of the praise that we use being effective, let's talk about what makes praise effective. Not all praise is effective praise. What we tend to fall into, because we're human and it's easy to do, is saying, good job, way to go, high five, that's awesome, or other quick, short, vague praises. These are not the most effective way to praise. Let's look at the defining aspects of effective praise. First, be sincere. Children are intuitive. They can tell the difference when we mean what we say and when we don't. Be sure that when you offer praise to a child, you are being sincere. Research by Hinderlong and Lepper in 2002 shows that children who receive insincere praise often think that the parent doesn't understand them or that the parent feels sorry for them. We certainly don't want the children in our homes to feel that way. Instead, be sure only to offer praise when you truly mean it. Second, be specific. When we're specific, children know exactly what they did well. Research from Hinderlong and Lepper in 2002 also shows that specific praise makes children feel confident so they're able to repeat their good behavior in order to get a parent's praise and approval again. While it might be easy to say, good job, when your child takes their plate to the sink after dinner, it's more powerful to say, I appreciate you taking your plate from the table to the sink. I appreciate your effort to do your part and help with chores and cleaning around the house. Now the child knows exactly what they did to earn your praise, and they can repeat that behavior for more positive attention and praise. Here are a few more examples of specific praise. Thank you for picking up your dirty clothes off the bedroom floor and putting them in the laundry basket. Thank you for taking your shoes off at the front door when you came in the house. I appreciate you coming inside for dinner when I asked you to. You do a good job minding my requests. I appreciate that you are kind to the other children in the neighborhood and share your toys when they come over to our house to play. The third aspect of effective praise is using effort-based praise. What I mean by that is praise children for things they have control over and praise them for effort even when they don't meet a goal or win. Oftentimes, children are praised for being pretty, smart, or strong. These things are abilities or attributes that a child oftentimes does not have control over. Instead, praise a child for things that they do have control over. Instead of telling a child, you're so smart, when they finish their homework and all the answers are correct, tell them, you worked very hard to make sure that all these answers were correct. You try hard and double check your answers and I appreciate that about you. Working hard and double checking the answers to homework problems are traits and skills that the child has control over. When a child always wins their softball games and we tell them, you are so good at softball, you are unstoppable, This can lead to a crisis when they eventually lose. Instead, try telling them, you always run very fast between bases and you have a good attitude and are kind to others when your team wins. I appreciate those things about you. Then, when the child does lose, all of those things are still true 
They still ran fast between bases, and now they can be praised for a good attitude when they do not win a game. This ties back to the previous study we discussed, where children praised on effort rather than ability were more interested in learning and less fearful of failure. Some more examples of effort-based praise are when a child wins a race at school, telling them, you have practiced running every day and I could tell you tried very hard in the race. I appreciate your hard work. When a child runs in the race and does not win, telling them, I appreciate your perseverance. Even though you could tell you were not in first place, you still ran as hard as you could. I appreciate you trying your best even when you're behind. When a child gets all A's in school, telling them, you are very studious and always sure to spend at least 30 minutes a day doing homework or reading. I appreciate your hard work and study habits this school year. The fourth aspect of effective praise is to avoid negative add-ons to praise. This can be very tempting, but when we add on a negative statement or imply that a child could have done better, we take away all the power of the praise we have offered to the child. What we might be tempted to say is, thank you for getting started on your homework. I wish you had started it earlier. But the more effective praise is to simply say, thank you for getting started on your homework. What we might be tempted to say is, you practice your spelling words all week and got a B. Next time, you'll get an A. But the more effective praise is to say, you practice your spelling words all week and got a B. I am proud of your effort to get this passing grade. While the add-on might be true, there is no power in the praise once it has been undermined or we have suggested that we still expected more from the child. The fifth and final aspect of effective praise that we'll discuss on this podcast is avoiding praise based on comparison. If we praise a child for doing better than another child in a competition, that praise is only motivating until the other child outperforms them. Research from Corpus and all in 2006 shows that children who are praised based on comparison to others, once being outperformed by other children, had a sudden drastic decrease in motivation. Instead, when children were praised for effort, they show an increase in motivation after a defeat. Research from Elliot and Dweck in 1998 shows that children who are given primarily social comparison praise tend to feel helpless when someone outperforms them. Instead of praising for competitive standing or victory in competition, continue to focus back to effort-based praise for the most effective praise. Since we've wrapped up all five of our most effective praises, I want to say them all again quickly, just so we remember what makes an effective praise. 1. Being sincere. 2. Being specific. 3. Using effort-based praise. 4. Avoiding negative add-ons to praise. And 5. Avoiding praise based on comparison. Now that we know what praise is going to be the most effective praise, let's talk about how often we should be providing children with praise. Dr. Michelle Masias, MD, pediatrician, professor, and director of the Division of Child Development at the Medical University of South Carolina, suggests that parents offer children 10 effective positive praises for every negative comment or behavior correction. Now, This does not mean that before offering a behavior correction, you need to first shower the child with 10 praises. What it does mean is that on average, over the course of a day or even a week, 
you should aim to be offering 10 times as much praise as you are negative or corrective statements. Now, that number might feel like a lot. You may think to yourself that this feels like a lot of work. And initially, it will require attention and effort to find those things to praise and to be sure to say them to the children in your home. However, as with any skill, the more you practice, the easier it becomes and the less mental energy and attention it will take to offer effective praise to your children. My challenge to you is to start today by setting a goal to offer five positive praise statements for every negative or corrective statement. As that number becomes comfortable, stretch a bit more over time until 10 becomes a comfortable and normal routine of praise for you. Thank you listeners for joining us for this July 2019 edition of DCS Foster Parent Talks. Please join us each month for additional topics. 